Welcome to another edition, episode number 49 of the YXE Sports Podcast, live from Winnet Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Of course, we're live on the Winnet Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page, also the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page. Ray Morrison, glad to be joined by you for another week. Would you care to let everybody watching and listening know what happened just before we hit the air? I just about got the fine. You never yeah. leave your phone on on the sets, and I had my phone on just before we went on. And you're so popular, so people are just trying to get a hold of you, left, right, and center. I'm, I'm real popular. You should see the messages. Yo, oh, yeah. Yes. I'm, very, I'm very popular. Nothing but fan mail, probably. Happy to have Deb Hobrick back. Uh, yep. Our leader in charge was not feeling well last week, so Deb, good to have her back. Uh, Ian Roach uh, back as well. Which is, well, we could probably do without Ian. <laughs> <laughs> that was Matt that said that. Yeah, and, and there we go. And there goes Ian. Yeah. See you later. Um, it, it's cold out. It's cold out. Yep. And of course, uh, today, December the 14th, 2020, some new restrictions have been right. announced. So we're limited to our households as of Thursday, yep. um, which got me thinking the one hockey game this year that I saw live was Delmini against the Birchills Blackhawks. Oh, okay. So I thought I'd on the Birchills Blackhawks for my one and only there you go. hockey outing right. in the uh, in the fall of 2020. So there you go. That. And one more piece of news before we get going, or one more footnote, I guess. I want to say hi to Rod Peterson, Darren DuPont, everybody with uh, IKS Media, and uh, the gang that works on that show. They were good enough to send in a note last week. Yes. Yeah. Show us your new technology. But because so, I missed that, Rod and Darren, I'm really sorry about that. We got a new monitor. Yeah. So now it'll be even easier for me to see the I uh, comments. See the, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Ray, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Ray just can't and see. You guys, so. Especially Darren, because we did Canada West football together. You know how I am with technology. So uh, <laughs> hi to the guys. Thanks for the note last week. And of course, they're doing a great job uh, 10 to noon on Facebook Live right. every day. And uh on the Game Plus network as well. Yeah, of course, they're down in Regina. And speaking yeah. of Regina, some news from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders today as they've announced extensions for general manager Jeremy O'Day and head coach Craig Dickinson. These extensions are in place until 2023. And I think there's no arguing, although, I mean, Jeremy O'Day, obviously, as a player with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and then moved to the front office in 2011. Uh, his first year as the general manager was 2019. Craig Dickinson's first year as head coach was 2019. So a small sample size, but I think it's good to have those two guys locked up well, for the next few years. And you know there's a comfort level with this coaching staff now because the coordinators too, uh, Jason Shivers and Jason Moss, the offensive and defensive coordinators, they've been extended to 2022 yep. as well. The rest of the coaches are through the 2021 season. Um, it was interesting listening to the comments of Jeremy O'Day. Of course, we're talking about a ticket-driven league here in the Canadian Football League. And one of the challenges, of course, is money. If you don't have any income, it's tough to pay players. And it was interesting. I think it was Claire Hanna of CTV was uh, talking uh, about or with Jeremy O'Day um, kind of about the challenges of going to players and saying, you know what, we're going to have to either rework what we have on the go sign you for less or re-sign you for a little bit less just based on a once-in-a-century pandemic. So that's an interesting footnote I mm -hmm. I found from today's uh, announcement from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, just simply because every team is going to be going through this, right? Every team is going to have to uh, kind of rework what they do with their players. So it'll be interesting to watch management teams kind of navigate around uh, the new world going into 2021. Right. Of course, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 2019 season, they finished with a record of 13 and five. Yep. And I didn't know this until today, but that was their best record since 1970. Yep. 
And I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Oh, I didn't know like, that? No, oh, yeah. there's a lot of, must yep. have been a lot of 12 and 6 finishes in there because I did not know that that was the first time. Which, brought up, which has brought up a lot of conversation about um, many people thinking that Chris Jones was going to be the second coming. Right. Right, because he comes, he wins a great cup in 2015 in Edmonton. Yeah. And they signed him 2016, 2017, and 2018. Right. Right. Over that time, because he held so many posts, whether it be defensive coordinator, general manager, head coach, and and everything, uh, he might have made an excess of over $2 million over three years. Wow. Okay. Did you think the Riders were close to a great cup in any one of those three years? uh, Well, what was it, 2017? They made it to the East Division final because they had the crossover. Lost to the Argonauts. But, yeah, that was basically about it. But there was was so much other stuff that went on. Like, you had the whole, you know, Deron Carter situation where – he was getting into fights in practice, and then he was cut, and the next thing you know, he was back on the team, but he was playing defense, yeah. and you have Nick Marshall playing cornerback and, and quarterback and stuff like that. Well, yeah, so and then you had Brandon Bridge come yeah. in for a year, Kevin Glenn for a year, when you decided that Darian Durant wasn't going to be your guy, and then all of a sudden... And then Brandon Bridge was you know, getting every other drive, right, because Kevin Glenn you know, wasn't performing on the one drive or he was struggling on the one drive. So then you yep. throw Brandon Bridge in the next drive and you just, you know, as a quarterback, you need to be able to to build up, a, you know, a rapport with your wide receivers. And you can't do that if you're only playing. And then who the was the big name American that came up with the Saskatchewan River? Trent Richardson, the running back? Uh, or, yeah. Uh, no, I'd quarterback. Vince Young. Vince Young. Right. So they try the Vince Young experiment, yeah. thinking that he's going to be able to. At and age I, 34. And it, yeah. So, you know, you could really sense that around that 2019 football team, and I was at training camp for 2019, you could really sense that it was a football team that was really kind of starting to look a little more like a Saskatchewan Rough Rider football team, right? Jeremy O'Day, he's starting to get more empowered by those decision makers that decide who's going to be where within the organization. And, of course, you think about Jeremy O'Day, that extension today, there's a guy that has learned from – you go back to the days of Don Matthews when he joined the Toronto right. Argos, right? Yep. He worked with people like Ken Miller, worked with people like Brendan Tamman, saw people, you know, like Chris Jones. And there were probably some things that Chris Jones did and didn't do that you want to either emulate or stay away from. But just that learning curve, while understanding how important this football team is to this province – uh, makes Jeremy O'Day such a great candidate. So um, I guess to get back to that point, it's kind of neat. We're all kind of itching to get back to football, as yep. we always do. Yep. But um, that 2019 team was so much fun just to kind of be around yep. with you know Craig Dickinson and just how respectful he is of fans and media yep. and everybody. Uh, and well, obviously, He gets Ryderville. And obviously a player's coach, yep. right, uh, that, you know, People just are so excited about 2021. So the Riders came out and made this announcement today, which I guess you could argue is big, or you could argue it might not be that big of an announcement. But having said that, it was one of the things that, um, you know, fans sort of really sunk their teeth into. Right. So Dean Parker left a comment on our live stream and said, Vince Young was here long enough that I could get his autograph. So, oh, Dean, at least he did something there uh, productive go. in this one Good. rider training camp. That's he why he came up. Dean. Gave, yeah, he gave out, he gave out inter- <laughs> uh, autographs. So. There you go. Good, so good for him. I mean, Vince yep. Young did have that injury in training camp too and, and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. So, no, you know, I'm not, yeah. I, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong, but it was just, I think, I don't know if Chris was content in building a team. Right. Every uh, and I get every coach wants to build to win now. Yeah. But with three straight starting quarterbacks in three yeah. years, you kind of knew that 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 was going to be a little bit of a challenge. For sure. Of course, uh, he was the West Division Coach of the Year in 2019. The Craig Saskatchewan Rough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders also had an eight and one record at home in 2019. Yeah. Oh yeah. As well too. Yeah. Right. So. Oh yeah. There's that uh, that thirteenth uh, man. 
uh, you know, doing great things for the riders yep. at home. So it's great to see Jeremy O'Day and uh, Craig Dickinson locked up till 2023. Jason Chivers locked up till 2022. Jason Moss, we'll get to see what he can do uh, as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. Uh, moving on to the NFL, of course, uh, we'll move on south of the border. And uh, how about the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts? Backup quarterback. That's brilliant. You see the screen there? That graphic. graphic. Oh, there. That's, that's why you get paid the big bucks right, exactly. right there. That hurts so Thanks. good. Grab that, that play on words. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, Thank yeah you, exactly. We should just shut her down now. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know what? There's a couple of cool things about that Eagles game. One was because we all love uh, the former Stampeder, Alex Singleton. Yep. He had eight solo tackles and I think was in on 11 of them in that football game for the Eagles. Just like he was uh, all over the field. Yeah, just two seconds. Uh, or to hold that thought for two seconds, Rita says, let's hope there's football to watch, assuming that she's talking about the CFL this yeah. upcoming. So, yes, I agree. Let's hope that there is some CFL football yeah. to watch uh, come in the new year and yeah. the, the spring and such like that. Yeah. Sorry, back yeah. to the No, I think we're the all, NFL yeah, and, and, yeah. you know, Rita, we are all encouraged, obviously, about yeah. the vaccines and everything. Right. And I know we've been thinking that throughout this pandemic that three months from now, everything will be yeah. fine. And we're kind of going at that assumption just to kind of stay positive, right. I guess. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts yeah. Was, was pretty good. You think of the, the transition or the turmoil that the Philadelphia Eagles are in right now in mm-hmm. quarterback. It seems like so long ago that Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and that combination was taking that team and having them in a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl conversation. And now it's uh, with Wentz benched. It's uh, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Uh, Kansas City got away with another close win. Of course, they just narrowly beat the Miami Dolphins. I mean, yep. the Miami Dolphins are well improved this year from years past. But, uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes, uh, another brilliant game. He did have three interceptions. Despite that, he still threw for close to 400 yards. 393. He had, yeah, he had yeah, two touchdowns crazy. as well. <laughs> and what was the stat? KC has clinched uh, the AFC West. Title. Yep. And I think yep. they said it was for the fifth straight right. time and for like the ninth time in 12 years or something for Kansas City. So that's uh that's that's really good. Andy Reid's done a good job there. So mm-hmm. that was uh that was fun to watch. Uh now, Pittsburgh is into the playoffs. Did yep. you want to go there? Well, I, was, well, I was just gonna say, and um, you know, further on that Kansas City point, oh yeah, you know, I think that they probably have a very, very good chance at repeating as Super Bowl champions. With that being said, they won a close one against Denver. Last Sunday night, which, you know, playing against the Broncos, I can say this because I'm a Broncos fan. <laughs> they should have walked all over Denver. And then they narrowly beat Miami as well. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, you know, spitballing here. But is it possible that teams' defenses are kind of starting to figure out how to play this Kansas City offense with the two weeks that have been Boy, pretty close? I wouldn't at all say that. Yeah, I okay. would say – I would probably say that about a team like Pittsburgh only because – uh, they've lost back-to-back games now, and um, Ben Roethlisberger is not as mobile as Patrick Mahomes. Right. So you take a look at Pittsburgh's two losses. That might be the offense that maybe some defenses are starting to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas okay. Kansas yeah. City, you know, you take a look at these young quarterbacks, Mahomes being one of them. Yeah, a threat with ball in hand, right? And that's the challenge right there. Wendell Clark's classic grill bar still thinks that Kansas City is a beast. So, Oh, yeah. We'll take yeah, that they are. No, so, sure. yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's totally fair. I'm ready for a Pittsburgh-Kansas City AFC final. Right. I mean, that would be a good game, right? I think. Because yeah. you got the offensive styles are just so different when you think about a veteran like Roethlisberger and um, an experience, but maybe not in the veteran category in Patrick Mahomes, yep. who's still agile enough to run with the football and, and be and be very dangerous. 
Um, Sunday night football last night, speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, like you said, they had lost two in a row. Buffalo is on their own little ro- little roll, but I think the best part about Sunday night football is uh, NBC Sunday night football analyst Chris Collinsworth needs a geography lesson about where Toronto is because he has no idea. Yeah. Well, they, they showed a shot of the Niagara Falls, and of course, on the far, it, it, he, it was Canada, yep. but it wasn't Toronto. Right. And he says, I didn't know Toronto was right there. Well, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, a little, it's about two hours north of that shot that you're looking at. Yeah. There's a tower uh, in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was the one story. And this isn't the first time that uh, Mike Tirico has caught himself in those situations. So years ago, this would have been about four or five years ago on ESPN, Mike Tirico uh, was working with Collinsworth last night. Of course, he's working with John Gruden on Monday Night Football on ESPN a few years ago. And I think they were talking about Cameron Wake. And it was an early October game. And Mike Tirico says, and we want to say happy Thanksgiving to our fans in Canada. And Gruden looked at him like, that can't possibly be right. But, you know, so Mike Tirico, a hockey play-by-play guy, yeah. he's doing his best to kind yeah, of show the Americans sure. what Canada's about. He's <laughs> trying, but I'm not sure he's having that much All success with it. Try. All you can do right. is try. Yeah. Baltimore and Cleveland tonight on Monday Night Football, AFC North battle with the way that Cleveland is playing. I know that you think, Ray, you're, you're just waiting for the day, the week no. that Cleveland – no, let me finish. The way that Cleveland – just breaks the hearts of their fans. I'm not waiting for it. I just want to know <laughs> how it's going to happen. How they're going to do it. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Should be a heck of a football game tonight, though. Yeah, that'll be teams, that'll right? be a good one because the Ravens are nine and three, and you kind of look at the that Browns. team and you go, yeah, they can be dangerous. the Browns are nine sure. and three. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ravens, So yeah. it's it's good. Right. Uh, seven and five. Yeah, Ravens, seven and five. Yeah. Right. The Ravens are seven and five. The Ravens are seven yeah. and the five. Browns are nine and three. Yeah. And Cleveland, um, I, I think one of the things about Cleveland is they've got that deep ball threat too, right? Mm-hmm. They've got they've got an opportunity to go, go downfield and be so dangerous in yep. such a short amount of time. They're kind of one of those Kansas City offenses, maybe not one of the more yeah. methodical offenses out there, which is right. pretty good. For sure. We are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar as we are every single Monday. And, of course, they're always open every single day of the week. So make sure you come on down to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. You can watch Monday Night Football. You can watch Sunday Football. NBA is starting soon, so you can watch that as well. And right now at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, they are giving away a mini fridge, one a week for the next seven weeks. So lots of opportunity to come on down and get your name into this for the mini fridge. And it's super simple. All you have to do is come in and, you know, Grab a beer, grab a meal, whatever you want to do. Just make sure that you keep your receipt, fill out your information on the back of that receipt, and then you are able to be entered to have a chance to win this mini fridge. So super simple, a great promotion that Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar has going on right now. So make sure you come on down to the corner of Circle and Idlewild to to visit Gary Doyle Byron and the crew here in person. You can also get uh, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar delivered to you, 306 382 one seven one seven. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to get to the NHL in a little bit, but more immediately, the World Juniors Ray are still yep. going ahead. They're going to do the bubble style format in Edmonton. Uh, some of the European teams are starting to make their way over to Canada because they have to quarantine. Team Canada's roster was finalized over the weekend, and there's a lot of Saskatchewan content. So Connor Zary, who hails from Saskatoon, he was selected 24th overall this past uh, year in the NHL entry draft by Calgary. He plays uh, in Kamloops of the Western League. 
Braden Schneider hails from Prince Albert. He went 19th overall to the New York Rangers in 2020. He plays in Brandon. And then Caden Korzak from Yorkton was a second-round selection of the Vegas Golden Knights in 2019. He plays in Kelowna. So three guys uh, who hail from Saskatchewan. And then this guy right here, former Saskatoon Blade, who yeah. hails from Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta. Kirby Dock, of course, is playing with the Chicago Blackhawks. So big congratulations to all of those. A total of nine Western Hockey League players uh, have made Team Canada. 20 first-round picks and six returnees from last year's gold medal-winning team. So a lot of people are saying that this team could be the best Team Canada team since 2005 when it was the NHL lockout. So they had, like, Patrice Bergeron, Sidney Crosby, Dion Phaneuf. Andrew yeah. Ladd, those, those yeah. types of players. Yeah, well, there's no, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Andre Tourney does with this team as yeah. head coach. Uh, you and I had uh, Ryan Marsh in here about three weeks ago or a month ago. And right. of course, he's stepping in for the Blades yep. while um, Mitch, Love. Mitch Love is one of the assistant coaches with that team. I continue to wonder what a World Junior Hockey Championship is going to look like in a bubble format with no fans. One of yeah. the things that makes that tournament so good from Christmas Day on. It's when the fans just really get into it. And I think, uh, you know, in the new world that we're kind of into now, I think that the viewing experience, and we got used to it with the NHL, but it's going to be a little bit different at the World Juniors when you, you know, see all those Maple Leafs on the jerseys, especially when it's in Canada. Well, it's going to be a little bit different to watch it this time. It's going to be interesting to see how TSN and Hockey Canada and the sponsors kind of present this this year as compared to previous years. Ian is wondering how Team USA is looking. I have no idea. Yeah, I, nobody cares. Yeah, I don't. That's right up there I, with F one. Yeah, I don't. Right. Know. <laughs> I, I don't have a good answer for you, Ian. I'm sorry. I probably. I, it's, can, it's Canada or bust. Yeah. is what it is. I mean, they'll probably be right up there with Team Canada and <laughs> Team Russia. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Just a, yeah. Uh, so Canada's in a pool with Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Germany. Right. Right. Which to Ian's point. So that would mean that the powerhouses of Russia and the United States would be over in the other pool. Yeah. So, you know, once they do that crossover format, once they hit the the medal round, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, it, that should open the door for Canada, maybe an American team to get there. I guess it just kind of depends on what some of the European teams look See, like. See, Wendell Clarks gets it because their response to Ian's comment was boo. <laughs> they get it. Um, I think we got too many toys now. Yeah, we just, we just got much. too many toys, too many gadgets and gizmos going. Down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of the World Juniors, just to finish <laughs> that point, um, I think for you, you know, I'm going to ask you what your most memorable World Junior moment is. But if I had to guess, you'd probably say the John Slaney goal of 1991 yep, when the World Juniors was there. Was yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Of course, uh, you know Jordan Eberle's big goal in '09, and, and yeah, 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 a little, yeah, that yeah. was that was big to watch on TV. Right. But, but uh, you know, you think about all the great players. We were kind of looking at that last week. How many yeah. players yeah. were on that roster? Remember, we were having a look, yep. and we're Back all kind of, you know, and before, you know, 1991, before digital media is what it is, we're all trying to figure out who's this John Slaney. <laughs> right? Now he, he was he was a national hero. Is who he was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd kind of, you know. The World Junior Championship was in Saskatoon again in 2010, and I was fortunate enough to go to some of the games. One yep. of the games I went to was a 16 nothing drubbing Team Canada had over uh, Team Latvia. Yep. So that kind of changed the way that they formatted the tournament after that. But uh, part of me does want to go over to Europe, like one of these hockey countries in Europe, Finland, Russia, Czech Republic, Sweden, and just go and watch the World Juniors for two weeks over the holidays. I think that would be so cool. Over Overseas? Yeah. Just go over to Finland or wherever, party for like two weeks. Like the sightsee? Yeah, well, sightsee and then go watch the World Juniors. Yeah. 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 
Is you could some of those countries you could have a pick of whatever seat you wanted, yeah. right? That's why they have it in Canada every second. Yeah, no, I know, year. I get it. But yeah, no, it, yeah, it would be interesting to see what. Yeah, right? yeah, the experience to see uh, another part of the world would be would be interesting. Um, None of that excites you. No. <laughs> uh, the last, uh, but the, when the World Juniors was here, you know who I saw firsthand in '91 or 2010? In 2010. It was Derek Stepan with Team oh, USA. Okay. Yeah. And that's when you realize what a great player he was. And yeah. Of course, he's carved himself out a real nice NHL career. But, you know, it's kind of like when we got the opportunity during an exhibition game here in Saskatoon to watch Connor McDavid live. Right. Right. And you're yeah. at ice level and you just see him do things at a rate of speed. That Well, Derek Stepan was that guy for the American team. Okay. You're watching him. Yeah. And that was pretty remarkable to watch him play. John Carlson, standout defenseman for the Washington Capitals, was on that Team USA team in 2010 too yep. i think john carlson actually scored the overtime winner in the gold medal game that just broke yep. the heart of uh, a kid me in grade <laughs> nine at the time uh moving forward to the nhl of course it sounds more and more likely that we're probably going to have a season it's just a matter of when it's going to start of course they've targeted january 13th now depending on the article you read or where you get your news from that's not necessarily the start date but it sounds like middle of january is probably going to be when the nhl starts now they came out with the proposed divisions last week of course there's going to be that all canadian division i don't think that's going to change um but there is some questions about some of the divisions in the usa specifically ray the pacific time zone so now you have your three california teams you have vegas but um, basically, Colorado in yeah, there. Basically, the idea is that they don't have enough teams yep. to make up a Pacific division, so they're going to have to move somebody from the Central Time Zone, like uh, St. Louis, like one of those Midwest teams, yep. over to the Pacific Division. Well, then the argument there is that let's just use St. Louis as an example. If they're playing X amount of games on the road in California, in Colorado, wherever the case may be, Arizona, um, the the start times are going to be too late for them to watch their favorite team. And you say suck it up. Well, this is an age-old argument because one of the things that used to happen in the old days was uh, there was a time when the Toronto Maple Leafs spent some time in the Western Conference and the Detroit Red Wings also spent some time in the Western Conference. And that's just how it is. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure why we're taking notice of all these discussions that are going on yeah. because that's just you – know, Well, yeah, Detroit, you're going to get hockey. You Detroit know? was in the West Conference up until a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so so they'd have to go out to Anaheim to play a Western Conference final or whatever, and it seemed like nobody really batted an eye at that. I mean, I mean St. Louis was always in the Western Conference. St. Louis. So I'm saying if Detroit had to go to, like, um, Anaheim, let's say, to play a playoff series, right? Because Detroit's in that – yeah, I know, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Nobody yeah. seemed to bat an eye at it then. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. – Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see either way. I think, uh, like you said, uh, further to your point – Play from better last... you get more home games. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah, come playoff time. It's that easy. Right? Yep. For um, sure. Further to your point last week, you said you think that we are going to see hockey. It's just a matter of how and when. Well, that yep. question has since been answered. So, again, come the new year, that gives us sports fans something to be excited about and something to be optimistic about as well. Yep. So, uh, before we wrap things up, one other note. This comes from Major League Baseball. The Cleveland, well, they were formerly called the Cleveland Indians, but after 105 years, they are undergoing a name change. They don't have a name, a team name, a team nickname picked out yet, but you said that uh, you saw a few ideas. Please what- don't do what Washington has done <laughs> and call yourselves the Cleveland baseball team. Pick a name. 
Yeah. Have, you've, you've got time, right? Yeah. Actually, what Cleveland's going to do is they're going to keep the Indians name next year. Okay. You're and right. Then, and then they're going to, until they have a new one. Right? Until they have a new one. Yeah. Right. So going into 2021, they don't think that they're going to be able to get rid of the name until 2022. But like their ownership said, you know what, Paul Dolan has said it's time. We yep. have to, we have to, and he's met with a lot of members of the indigenous community um, uh, around, you know, Ohio. And so that's good. So I saw this on, and I can't remember where I saw this. I really got to do a better job of checking out my sources. <laughs> so what would you name the Cleveland baseball team? And there were two names that kind of came up that I thought were somewhat interesting. One was, the Cleveland Rockers, because that's where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. And the other one was the Cleveland Blues, because blues music and the music okay. that goes on down there. Yeah, and I thought those do, were, yeah. of the names I saw, those were probably two of the best names that kind of, are you fussy about either one of those? Ah, maybe not the, well, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'd, like Cleveland Rockers, eh. I'd be more inclined to go with the Blues, I think, just, than the yeah. Rockers. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because, like you said, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is right there. Yep. Right. So you could probably do if you want it to go that way. Right. Yeah. Um, Ohio is surrounded by the Great Lakes. Are they yep. not? Right. Yep. So you could maybe do something like that. Yep. But uh, I do like the fact that they are going to make sure that they have a team name before they switch because, yeah, the Washington yeah. football. team. This isn't working for me. And uh, head coach Ron R- Rivera of the Washington football team has done a great job. So it would be funny if they got to the Super Bowl. It would be with no name. Yeah, it's how we'll uh, leave that. So big thanks to everybody for uh, tuning into this week's <laughs> edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. Of course, big thanks to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. You can catch all previous episodes. If you missed this one or any of the past ones, you can catch up on them on our website at yxcsportspodcast.com. If you are looking for the audio version, they can also be found on all your favorite streaming services. Ray, I think we're going to have one more show before Christmas. Yep. And we'll take some time off. So we will be back one more time for Christmas. That will be next Monday. Till then, that's, it, that's all. That's yep. it. Good okay. stuff.